from the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. Are you this is Roz yes. and Mocha. Yeah. It's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carr. You're listening to my boys Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Roz. It's Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. That is amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So I got to play you this. Um, an Air Canada flight back in March that was flying from Miami to Toronto. Couldn't land. They had to, like, abort their landing procedures because I guess while they were approaching the runway a passenger got up and ran in and had to use the bathroom and so they couldn't land because there was some sort of emergency happening with the passengers oh no so here is the here's the back and forth between the pilot and the control tower left heading 180 left 180 Canada 99 okay do, do you require any assistance uh, no, we have the passengers that run into the toilets on final, so can't land with that. Uh, it happens once in a while. Can I get a line nine nine? Contact departure on one two eight, and they'll bring you back around. Best of luck the second time. Twenty eight eight. Can I have a nine nine? Right. When you oh. gotta go, you gotta go. Yeah. So yeah. you can't right? land if somebody's in the bathroom. No, 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 no. no, no that's no, why no, they no, tell no, you. No, no, no. I thought they just said that for safety. No, no. Well, yes, there's, there's, it's there's, for safety. It is for safety. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly what it's for. No, because there's no seatbelts or anything like that. Uh-huh. And, you know, but when you gotta go, you gotta go, right? Yeah. yeah. Right, Shem. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh, man. Hold on. Can I read this? Can I? Let me just find see if I can find this text <laughs> from yesterday. It's so funny. I've been dying to get this story. Can you tell the story without grossing people out, Shem? Yeah. Okay. Sure. So Shem said yesterday in the group chat, y'all, I nearly messed myself today. This has to have been the closest I've ever come to it. Like we're talking seconds away from utter disaster. Oh, I've never been that close in my life. Where were you? Okay, so I was at Canadian Tire. In Canadian Tire? <laughs> yeah, I was at Canadian Tire, and I just got in. I was looking for something for my car, and you know that sound. Oh God, not not, not to gross people out, right? Yeah. Anyways, a sound a sound was heard from like the belly or from the back. From from the belly. Okay, it was oh, like a, oh no, oh yeah, right. You know that sound. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, that's not good. But I was like, you know, whatever. I'm still young-ish. Uh, I can I can handle it. <sighs> I make my way through one aisle. Yeah. A second sound. No. I'm like, <laughs> nope. Time to go. <laughs> so I dropped what I needed to drop when I was uh, there for, went to my car and sat in my car. Yeah. <laughs> and a third sound. <laughs> and let me tell you, I didn't move. I froze. Why didn't so, you just use the bathroom at Canadian? There Tire? was none, not not this location. No. And I I asked. Yeah. And I sat in my car and I was like, "Oh no. I think it's time." <laughs> but I couldn't leave. <laughs> like I was I was like I was like shook. Like I didn't I didn't, I didn't really you, know what to do. But at this point, do you start looking around your car for things to No. No, 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 no. Leave no, yourself no, in. No, 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 no. How far were you from home or from Like 10 minutes. Okay, but okay. in the vicinity of where you were, were there not like any fast food place that you could like run into and 
the last thing I was thinking of was going to someplace and do what I needed to do in, uh-huh. in an establishment. But you start but, thinking at some point, like, okay, maybe it's like maybe the thing that is saving me right now is just simply the position that I'm in. Yes, and that's that what if I, I even try and like, st- if I strain a tiny bit, even trying to get out of this car, mm. there may be disaster. Let me tell you something. Yes. If I had moved right in that yeah. moment, I had to like, I had to like calm myself down because any sudden movements, yeah, um, I'd have to get rid of my car. <laughs> Because <laughs> there's no way I could be in that okay, car so anymore. So what did you do? You raced home? So I got home yeah. and I live in a condo, right? Luckily I live on the first floor. Oh my right? God. Imagine but we have, the elevator. But we have oh. one elevator working right now. Okay. Right? Yeah. One. Yeah. So I decided to gingerly, and when I say gingerly, yeah. gingerly walk up two flights of steps. You walked up <laughs> Yeah, Yo, from the basement. So I'm, in the, I'm in the second basement and I was nah. holding onto the guardrail. Yeah. And I ran into the lady who I rent a parking spot from. Yeah, chatty. Super chatty, gotcha. of course. Oh, she no. wants to talk about everything under the Son, I'm like sweating. <laughs> I can't have this space. conversation right yeah. now. No. I get, ugh, I get home, okay. of course, fumbling my key, yeah. right? Oh, and always. again, uh, like it's got to be a fifth or sixth sound at this point. Yeah, I'm like this. Uh, this is going to be really, really bad. And then I, you know, did what I needed to do. Finally completed the task. Did you uh, run? Did you run? No, no. There was never running. No, you, there was you never running. Slow, even when you were in your home. If I listen, I am going to be 36 in a couple of weeks. If I ran, yeah, that would have been a major problem. Interesting. Yeah, I ain't 26 <laughs> no more. Interesting man. technique. Yeah. So you, so everything's fine. No mess. Uh, I'm good. No. Yeah. Did I ever tell you the story about when I really had to pee when I was on a plane? Did I ever tell you that story? No, but go ahead. No, I don't know if I should. I don't know no, if I should. You brought it up. No, I know. Whoa. I don't know if I should. So what happened? I, You're on a plane. Nah. How long is the flight? I don't know. I don't know. I'm, hold on. How long is the Wait, flight? I may need a. I may need. No, a, you, I may you need literally a minute. do not have a minute. I, okay. You have right now. Okay. Then maybe we can we take a break and maybe I come back. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, we actually can. It's a, it's an involved story. I do Tell not, it right now. I, I can't. I don't know if I should. Is what I'm saying. You've been. You just wasted 40 seconds. I, I'm not wasting anything because I'm still debating as to whether I should even tell this story or not. Now that I okay, hold on. Come on, flush I, it out. Okay, wait, how about this? Wait, wait. Yeah. Can you tell the story in the news in 10 minutes? No. Why not? No, no I can't. Well, you can't tell it's, it now. It's well, it's it's. I ha- listen. Okay, hold on. Can you tell the story tomorrow? No. No, it's. I'm not going to bring it back up tomorrow. There's no point in bringing it back. Then up say tomorrow. it right now. I don't know if I should. I, I, I want to be able to like whisper Bro. it to you first. Okay, whisper it. Yeah. No, like like these like you, Shem, you got to sing or something like that. Okay. I got to tell Mocha even if even like because I don't like. Here's my th- I I'm not you know me I'm not a brand guy I'm not a reputation guy anything like this. But I there's a there's a couple stories that I oh have that I worry wow. that people may look at me differently. Okay. Why don't Maury and I sing a little and uh, okay. you whisper it. You guys yeah. sing. I'm gonna turn our microphones off. All okay. Right. Let. Okay. Maury, you ready? Yeah. Okay. Um, Who let the dogs out? Who? 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 Who let the dogs out? Who? 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 The party was night. The party was bumping. Hey. 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 Anybody having a ball? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something, something, Colin. Hey, oh, now let's do, let's do Mambo number five. Oh, a little bit of Monica. Okay, that's enough. That's enough. Okay, that's fine. Okay, okay, okay. We just did and, a sidebar. Okay, don't, I don't want to, and don't text nothing or text lines down, unfortunately. <laughs> um, you can't, you can't text because yeah, I don't want, I don't want anybody's, anybody's opinion on this. Okay, so this was years ago when I was traveling a lot. Okay, go. Okay. So I was in first class, right? And I'm flying. And we are like about to land 
seatbelt sign is on, everything else. I'm window seat, so I couldn't even get out even if I wanted to. And I am suddenly like, I have to pee. Mm-hmm. Okay? Like, I really, really, really have to pee. And it's happening. It is happening and I don't know what to do because I'm going to like there will be a wet mess on my seat and I have to figure out how to fix this problem without being able to go to the bathroom okay so I have a oh my god I have a first class blanket on my lap (laughs) right Okay. Yeah. Okay. One of those thick okay. ones. Okay. No, I mean, they're not no, that thick. But. No. No. Okay. Oh, no. Okay. I start. I, I started to wonder if I needed to relieve, like, if I needed to do the full pee, or if maybe a little bit of pee might just sort of get me over the hump to when we land, and then I can go to the bathroom, mm-hmm. right? So I'm trying to figure out like how much I need to actually be, and the only thing I could think to do, right, was. Um, when you fly in first class, at the beginning of the flight, they give you these little um, uh, face cloths that are warm and that you just like rub on your face and your hands and stuff like this. Right? Yeah. And I had noticed that during the flight at some point when we put them on the middle console, me and the guy who was sitting beside me, they had both fall- fallen onto my side and I just never noticed. So they were both sort of tucked into between my body and the side of the, the thing. And so I had the blanket on my lap and underneath the blanket, I reached over and grabbed the two face cloths. Oh my okay. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> and then I jammed my hand down my pants. Oh my God. Oh no. And I like, I made like a, no. uh, a sheath yeah. <laughs> for it. Uh-huh. And then I let out like oh a oh. lot of what was, what wound up being a lot of pee. Okay. <laughs> a lot a lot of pee all over the the towels into the towels yeah. into the towels none of it made it like nothing on nothing your pants, i I, I, th- I i folded it up so the end part was nice and thick right <laughs> and i rammed it right onto that and then i peed into that and i stopped peeing when i felt the wet go through the towel and hit the palm of my hand okay and then i grabbed those two towels and underneath the blanket i reached forward and grabbed my backpack that i had with me and I put the towels inside my backpack and then and then zipped it up. I yeah. Go. And then and then left the plane and found the, the closest washroom and there was no mess and nobody had any idea what happened. You Nasty. stole towels from an airline? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. I'm sore. Too, what? too much yard work. What'd you get up to? Oh, I cleared out the ditch. So I was using this machine that's like, you know, like a, a weed whacker, mm-hmm. but only it's like an industrial weed whacker that you push like a mower. Oh, God. Okay. Right. And it's not propelled. So you got to push it. And you rent that? No, I borrowed it from a friend. Okay. And uh, I'm just like going up and down the ditch, just like taking down stuff that's like four feet tall. And like what? Like what could have grown over the wintertime? Um, so like all the, I had planted all the wildflowers in the ditch uh-huh. a couple of years ago, and I'm going to clear all those out and plant something else uh, this year. So it was just a mess of oh, like everything nonsense. Just like padded down. Oh, and- it was terrible. Yeah. It was terrible. Yeah. But my hips are sore. Like, what is this? I was trying to figure it out last night. Your hip bone? No, it's not. It's below. So what is this? What is this right here? Like right there. 
What is that? Your pelvis? So go put your thumb on your hip bone, right? Yeah. Wait a second. Where the hell is my hip bone? right. Your pelvis. Can't see. No, sure it's not. My, my pelvis is here, Nimrod. Oh. Well, I can't see. This is over here. If my pelvis was there, I'd be giving birth, see. right? Oh, that's your hip, man. No, it's below my hip. So your upper thigh. But like there's a muscle. Like, oh, right. it's the itchium. No, oh, my God. What the hell's that? I-S-C-H-I-U-M, itchium. So describe it for me. The itchium forms the lower and back part of the hip bone and is located below the ilium and behind the pubis. Listen, okay, everything behind my pubis is fine. That's not what I'm talking about. I ain't got no behind the pubis problems today. You should have trimmed that okay? this weekend. No, I did not. Okay, I can guarantee you one thing. All the work I did this weekend only improved my behind the pubis. Okay? Sure, Strengthened it. Yeah, okay? My hips may be so. I was doing Kegels the whole time, by the way, fellas. Okay? I never forget my Kegels. Clinch. No, it's okay. right here. It's this. It's like such a pain. Uh -huh. I had to let like, Catherine rub stuff on it last night for me, like that icy hot stuff. Yeah. Right? And? Yeah. Well, she got a little too close to the, oh. to the oh. you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, right? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. she's like real cavalier about it. Of like course. she smears it yeah. on there. And I'm like, no, it's yeah. localized. This one little spot. Yeah, let's get like, everywhere. I mean, okay, the worst thing when it comes to stuff like that is when uh, Catherine's putting something on me. Yeah. And then uh, I go, yo, that's too far. And then she looks at me and goes, well, I have too much on my hands. Because then she just like starts rubbing the rest of it on other parts of my body as she's walking away. <sighs> like she put it on my hip and then as she was walking away, like grab my arm and just like rub no! down my arm. Yes! That was icy hot? Yes! Because then it gets icy and then hot. Yes! I'm a <laughs> towel in my house. Okay? Oh, <laughs> right? Girl, use a, uh, wash your hands. Yes, thank you. Use a paper towel or something. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so I'm in a lot of pain today. <sighs> your First day. Yeah, my Thank you, Mar. I didn't know what that was. Well, it's right what behind the was. pubis. Shut up. I told you. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Hello, Shannon. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Doing good. Uh, is this the first time that you're on the show? Uh, Technically, no. I went under a uh, false name a few weeks ago for an FML. Oh! <laughs> okay! Oh. So, wait. Yes. So, is Shannon your real name then? Shannon's my real name. Okay. Oh, so, all people have to do now is to go back a couple of episodes and listen to any of the FMLs. Ooh, we'll see. Damn. That seems like a weird thing to admit. I know. Why, like, why would you? Why would you admit that? Uh, uh, at the time, I was a little bit embarrassed, but uh, the advice you guys gave me was—it was awesome. So, no, wait, wait, wait. If you figured out, I don't think it's—I don't think we should hold, hold say. On. We can hold on. Hold on. We can—we can bleep this if it's too much. Go ahead, Shem. No, oh, I gotta find it first. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. Oh, interesting. Stand by. Interesting. Tell you All quicker. Right. Uh, Shannon, go ahead. The, the investigators are on the case. Don't you worry, Shannon. In the meantime, what's your question for the room? So my question is, what is a food that you guys liked as a child but can't stand now? Campbell's tomato soup. <laughs> Without question. Yeah. Without question. Mine is going to be like the Chef Boyardee. <sighs> Like ravioli so or beefaroni. Oh. Yeah. Or even like the Heinz, like the Alphagetti, yeah. all that stuff. What's yours, Shannon? Ooh, I, I was tossing up between uh, chocolate pudding or bananas. <laughs> Good ones. Good ones. Chocolate. Why? Why for each? Why? Uh, I think it might, for chocolate pudding, I think I just overdid it as a kid. Yeah. yeah. 
And bananas, I think it was like a PTSD situation where I think I got like a slimy one or something and I just can't do it anymore. Right. Also Damn. cereal. I used to have cereal when I was a kid. I don't have cereal anymore. Um, do you guys have answers, Shem? Yeah. Uh, I used to eat liver a lot. <laughs> no, my like, mom. My, no, your mom made you, though. No, I used to, I used to request did. it. Oh, yeah. you, I used to so love good. it. Liver and onions is amazing. Yeah, wow. I'm with you. Maury, man, I no, used to eat that. No, sure. Hell no. Not anymore, though. Hell no. Hell hell no. no. Do you have a Maury? Um, great question, by the way. Um, I was going <laughs> to say. Oh, you figured it oh, out. Damn. Damn. Wow, Maury, you just, like, you didn't have to go that far, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. You could have just said, hey, we know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was going to say hamburger helper. Oh. Another good one. That's yeah. another good one. When was the last time you had it? My dad still uses it, and I can't. It just tastes awful. It does, huh? So yeah. when was the last time you had it? I think like Christmas time. He put, he puts it in stuff. Hamburger like, helper. I think he mixes it in with stuffing. Really? Huh? Yeah. Oh. Oh. Uh, I. You know. There's. It's. It's interesting because like when I was a kid. Like there was stuff that I loved that I don't think I would love now, but I would make it from scratch now. Like I would do the sort of home cook version of it, right? Sure. Which is I remember so often as a kid, um, we would have sloppy joes, mm, right? Sure. Where, but it was from it was like the it was like my mom would cook hamburger, and then I'm sure it was like from a can or something like that, right? You mix it all together, and she had it in a big bowl in the middle of the table, and all we got was just like plates with um, like toasted bread, yeah. and then you would just all reach into this one big sloppy joe bowl. Right. So I love that. But I think that I would probably hate that now if I ate it. I don't I can't do tomato soup anymore because Campbell's soup uh, is just too sweet. It's only sugar. And and I found it disgusting when I had it as an adult. I still have three cans a week. That's terrible. (laughs) Terrible. Um, I remember when I was a kid, I used to always want shake and bake. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, I can't remember the last time I had it, but it was one of those situations. We lived in a house where um, we don't need to buy it. I can make it at home. Right. Right. Like we have it at home. And then my mom would make it or her version of shake and bake. Yeah. And it wasn't the same. No, 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 uh, no, no. Oh, I'm going to add in um, powdered potato. Powdered, powdered potato? potato. Yeah, it's like, mashed potato? Like powdered mashed potato. You add sort of add water or milk or whatever to thicken it. Box potatoes. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever had. Maybe I have at like some event or something like that where it's like a powdered potato. But yeah, it's weird. That stuff is weird how you can just add water to something and then it just becomes potatoes. (laughs) Right? Like it's super weird. You don't don't ask any questions. No! (laughs) Right? No! What about Swanson's like those uh, microwavable dinners? The Swanson's meat. TV dinners. The meat. I used to kill those. Hungry man? Are you kidding me? Salisbury steak? It's terrible now. With that that little thing of mashed potatoes? Powdered potato. Oh, yes. that's you're right. It was powdered potatoes. Yes, 100%. and Shum brought up Michelinas. Oh yeah. man, I used to be heavy in the Michelina game. See, I was too old by the time Michelinas came out. Right, like I never, I never ate those. Like ours were literally like TV dinners uh-huh. with the with the foil. <laughs> Like with the foil tray, and you'd pop it in the oven, but you you had to you had to cut the foil off the meat part, but leave it on the dessert vegetables. part, or leave it on the vegetables. Yeah. Yes, like there was instructions on, like you had to like really take care of it, right? <laughs> like it was still a process. Like, oh, we should get a couple of hungry mans in I here. I know. And just see I used to test. love, bro, the fried chicken TV uh-huh. dinner. What those three pieces that didn't even resemble any part of a chicken that I'd ever seen before. <laughs> oh, man, that was so good. 
It was so good. And I used to, and I, and I remember I used to love the, um, the ones that came with mixed peas, carrots, yes. and, uh, uh, corn. Uh-huh. I didn't like it when it just had peas, right? <laughs> I used to like the, I used to like the mixed. Not no. it. <laughs> the, uh, the one, the one, um, hungry man that had like ribs yeah. in it, man, when I used to get those, those were like special for me. Wow. I thought it was like, I've never seen ribs in a hungry yeah. man. Yeah. Like I, I thought I was fan. I was like, oh man, this is eating. This is living right here. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Yo, Shannon, you're the best. Thank you so much for uh, joining us today. That was a great question. Thank you guys so much. I, I really have to say you guys have been amazing. Um, I've been dealing a lot with like postpartum depression and uh, anxiety and stuff. And there's a lot of times where at night after my little guy goes to bed, I just kind of go into another room and um, I just listen to you guys. And it makes me feel just. Oh, girl, oh, girl we got you. Don't worry. <laughs> Thank you. All right. You anytime, awesome. you, anytime you need us, we're here. Okay. Thank you, you guys. You, I love you guys. You can come up with as many different names as you want to and just keep calling us. Perfect. Okay. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> right, Shannon. Love Little you, girl. Of names. Yep. Love you guys. Yeah. <laughs> love you too. Bye-bye. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. and mochas fix my life what advice can you guys give me okay so my question is my question is got a problem you can't fix Roz and mocha got you hi amy it's Roz and mocha how are you I'm good. How are you guys? Good. What's going on in your life? I'm having a dilemma when it comes to kids. Okay. You wrote us this. Razamoka fixed my life. I'm married with an almost two-year-old who I love dearly. My husband is talking about a second child, but I really don't want one. I would only have one to make my son not lonely and my husband happy. I had a really bad postpartum period and I'm scared to go through that again. I also never really wanted kids in the first place and convinced myself for a long time to have just this one uh, uh, not sure what to do. Interesting. So have you told your husband how you feel? Like everything that you just said to us in that note, does he know all of that? He does. I mean, he's very supportive, uh-huh. but I feel like deep down he's like, okay, I'll support you, but I'm really disappointed. Oh my God. He said disappointed? No, he didn't. But oh, I just oh. feel like that's what he feels, but oh. he's not saying that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's, this is a tough thing to navigate. Um, when you guys sit down to have this conversation, like where does it like where does it start? Like does does he come at this from, you know, saying, you know, this is why and this is why and this is why and this is why, or does he come at this and say, why don't you want to? No, he he's got a really big family, so I just known that he's wanted more since we started dating. Mm. Yeah. Um, so he just kind of make a joke like, Hey, you know, if you had a daughter, you could be doing this or he he comes at it in a really like nice and supportive way. Not, not anything else. And so he's convinced you're going to have a daughter. Um, he's hopeful. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) It doesn't always work out that way though. No, no, no. no. (laughs) Um, yeah, this stuff is, this stuff is really tough. Oftentimes this is the kind of thing that is, is fixed, uh, through therapy, to be honest with you, through Mm -hmm. couples therapy. And even though you may have a rock solid relationship, you just need sort of somebody because it, it, to, to help you through the communication involved in something like this, especially when it comes to you not wanting to go to go through postpartum again. Mm-hmm. And because him, you know, sort of only observing that from the outside and not having gone through anything like that himself probably doesn't understand what it was actually like for you. Because in those moments, you got to be strong for everybody, right? Absolutely. And so he's only sort of hearing you know, what that was like through stories as opposed to through actually seeing it, right? And that's the and that's the hard part for you to be able to articulate is that 
you know, you don't want to say like who, who hates a baby, you know what I mean? But, but to say that a baby is going to be bad for your, you know, mental health or, you know, even how you're going to be able to look after, you know, the, the current kid that you have, those are hard things to talk about. Yeah. It's guilt that, uh, that kind of gets put on you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Have you had the conversation with your husband about what it was like, like your experience going through postpartum? We have. Yeah, um, like to the extent much- of how, exactly how you were feeling day to day, because I'm sure those feelings still uh, resonate with you today. Like you, you could still remember 100% clear, right? Yes, yes. What you were going um, through? You definitely don't forget what you go through. Yeah. Um, I, we definitely shared those stories, but I think like Ross said, unless you go through it, it's mm. really hard to fully understand exactly what it feels like and how traumatic it can be. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's not it's not something that is a quick fix. How long has this been going on? These conversations between the two of you since my son was born two years. Oh, so he started oh, wow. right. He started right away. Oh yeah, since and, the day he was born. <laughs> and in, even while you were going through postpartum. Yes. Wow. Okay. Now, do you think he's getting pressure from? His side of the family? Oh, yes. Everyone's always asking us, you know, when's the second one coming? Yeah. On both sides. Yeah. Oh, isn't that the worst? I hate that. <laughs> yeah. They, they don't wait until the first one's out before they start asking. No, but I, I would say that one of the conversations that you should have with him is, you know, this is a situ- this is a conversation between the two of you, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the things that may help a little tiny bit is for you to say, hey, listen, the conversation's about a second kid. That is between me and you. What doesn't help is the outside pressure. So when that pressure comes around, when we're around your family and they start asking, you know, when the second one is, in those situations, I need you on my side. I agree. I, agree. I like that a lot. Not on, not on their side. He can't, he can't step back and then let his family do the work. Right. Mm-hmm. He needs to be on your side in those situations. And whether that's shutting down a conversation or telling people, hey, we don't know or, you know, we're talking about it or we're not talking about it. He needs to be on your side. And whatever your side is, is what you choose. I agree. I like that a lot. That's yeah, where the guilt comes from. I don't think that you need to feel guilty. You shouldn't feel guilty. OK. Right. Yeah. Like you're allowed to have the feelings that you have. Like you went through something traumatic. Yeah. Um, but I do. I agree with Roz. I think more conversations with your husband need to be need to be had at home. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sounds yeah. great. And and you gotta sort of like you gotta open up, right? And 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 I know that he may not fully understand, but you know, like we were talking earlier, maybe it's better to bring a third person in, even though you guys have a great relationship. You know, maybe it's better to talk about you know talk through some of this stuff in front of somebody. Um, take takes a little bit of the pressure off, you know, and that way you're not coming at it from a place of of guilt because that is terrible. You feel like you're letting the family down, even though you're a great mom, you know. And who wants to feel that way? Yeah, exactly. I just want to do everything right for them. I don't want to disappoint them in any way. Yeah, well, don't worry about the don't worry about the rest of the family. Mm-hmm. Like the disappointing in laws, like who cares, <laughs> right? Like just really, worry about you. Really, who cares? They don't know. Old people just love babies. Right. That's <laughs> it. That's it. They just love babies. They, you know, it's not, it's not their life. It's your life. And, and who knows, you know, the, the idea that, you know, you want to have another one just to keep your, you know, your, your kid happy and, and entertained. So they have a buddy. You may also have a kid where they hate each other. And then you're dealing with that all the time. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Does that help Amy? It does. Um, potentially life-altering decisions. So um, we'll have to take it slowly. Yeah, of course. Just have those convos, okay? Okay. Thanks so much, guys. You're welcome. How is your little guy? 
He's great. Yeah. He's he's yeah. running around. He's talking. He's awesome. I love him so much. Oh, that's Aww. great. That's amazing. You're a good mom. Thank you so much, guys. You Have a good day. Bye bye. Okay. Bye bye. Roz and Mocha's fix my life on Kiss. season of Tad Lasso. Last season for the series, which I'm okay with. The way the storyline is going, I can see where and how they may wrap things up. I'm good with it. Uh, Brett Goldstein, a.k.a. Roy Kent. <laughs> Everybody loves him. Yeah. Uh, he did this uh, thing with Variety on their YouTube channel. Variety has uh, celebrities talk about their favorite things. What's your favorite food? What's your favorite video game? What's your favorite movie? What's your favorite? And it's always catered to something that's pertinent yeah. to that person in their lives, right? right? So Roy Kent, Brett Goldstein was a part of their latest Fave Things video. And we start out with what is Brent Goldstein's favorite meal? Okay. It would be the starters in a Chinese. You're talking duck and pancakes. You're talking spare ribs. You're mm. talking seaweed, spring rolls. Mm. I'm a million different people, I told you. Chinese food. Mm. Starters. Starters. Not too bad. Uh, this one is a little bit obvious. I don't know. Like, you could have asked me what I think Brett Goldstein's favorite sport is. Oh, yeah. And I would have been able to tell you. Sure. But here he is. Football, football. Football where people use their feet. Hence football, not football where people use their hands and, and run into each other, which I've never understood how you get away with calling it that. Why isn't it called it handball? Throwball. They've almost never used their feet. Oh, it's football. Why do you call it football? Because we use our feet and there's a ball. It's handball. You throw it from a hand to another hand. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Roy Cat brings up a very good point. Uh... What is Brett Goldstein's favorite curse word? Oh, <laughs> come on. That was the next one, right? Because if you watch Ted Lasso and you know his character, Roy Kent, there's one word that comes to mind. But believe it or not, however, ladies and gentlemen. However, however, he is English. Mm -hmm. And people, like, they'll throw the F around. Uh-huh. But I... From experience, the favorite is actually C. My favorite curse word you can't say in America. My favorite curse word it apparently means something else here than it does in England. So I'm not going to say a variety. <laughs> I use it as an expression of love to a friend. But here it's like, uh, naughty. Yeah, you are 100% right I? because yeah. they showed the word on the video yep. on the screen. Yep. The yep. You are 100% right. Uh -huh. This is uh, Brett Goldstein with Variety talking about his, uh, his favorite things. And going back to his character, Roy Kent on Ted Lasso, the question was, uh, or is, what is your favorite Roy Kent line? Mm. I like when he takes in information and sometimes it takes four, four guys and then comes out, you can see it working in his head. <laughs> tick, 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 tick. I do swear a lot in real life. I'm also very angry, but I repress it in real life to the extent that if it weren't for playing Roy Kent, I'd probably have a hernia from it. I'm slightly more emotionally articulate than Roy Kent. The bit I wish I was most like him. I wish I had his early football skills. How about that? I ain't that good at football. Yeah. 
Yeah, I love that about Roy Kent. I love when he gets so pissed off at something or disinterested or annoyed, and then he just goes into his room and he's like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) That is Brett Goldstein, a.k.a. Roy Kent, talking a variety about his favorite things. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. We already know that AI is uh, going in a very scary direction. Don't ruin my weekend with AI stuff, man. Uh, Fans, I don't know if you've seen this, Ross. Fans have been taking some of your favorite artists, Mm -hmm. singers, and AIing their voice to sing songs, perform songs, by some of our other favorite artists. I'm going to get to the latest one that was released of Drake singing a song that you never thought Drake would Okay. Be singing. This is such a wild world, man. Uh, but somebody took, we'll start off actually with Drake. You remember his song Passion Fruit? Right? From the uh, More Life album. So somebody took Ariana Grande's voice and AI'd it. To see what it would sound like if Ariana Grande sang Passion Fruit by Drake. Wow. Like, this is not Ariana Grande, ladies and gentlemen. Like, you used to have to be able to do this voice. You had to be like Jay Farrow, where you could, like, yes. mimic people, right? This is exactly what Jimmy Fallon... You know what Jimmy Fallon has people on who are great singers? And they're, they're like, okay, do... Uh, sing Journey, but as Cher, yeah, right? It's and my then, jam. Yeah, and yeah. Ariana Grande is one of the best at that. She is one of the best at that. Yeah. Uh, do you guys remember... <laughs> I know you're going to know this song. Remember Rhythm of the Night by Corona? Rhythm of the Night? Bro, you know this song. Come on. Okay. Oh. So, My Rhythm of the Night is by El DeBarge, by the way. Oh, facts. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So somebody took Rihanna's voice to sing Rhythm of the Night by okay. Corona. And it sounds like this. sound like exactly but there are parts of it where you're like oh yeah that does sound sure. a little it bit like Rihanna. Not, like if you ask me who that was i would say it was rihanna right okay so the people who do now, these things need to have better taste in music though you know what i mean but <laughs> like, i think it's i think it's to show i agree but i think it's to show how true yeah like yeah, yeah. how different a song is you. versus what a artist would typically sing i got you right yeah for example we get now to drake okay and the song they chose to AI Drake's voice to mm-hmm. is the song Bubbly by Colby Calais. Will you count me in? Do you guys remember this song? I've been Absolutely. awake for a while now. I know. It's a beautiful song. It's been like a child TV show. Really, huh? Every time I see Maybe when it gets face, to the main part, you maybe. Yeah, this yeah, part yeah. right here. I get the tingles in a silly place. It starts in my toes and I crinkle my nose. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? Thank you. You're right, Maury. Right. TV shows. Grace. Grace right? and Yes. Yeah, yeah. I gotcha. So somebody AI'd Drake's voice. Oh, no. To sing Bubbly by Colby Calais. Yeah. Will you count me in? <laughs> <laughs> it's been a late for a while now. 
got me feeling like a child now Cause every time I see a bubbly face I get the tingles, a silly pace Starts in my toes and I crinkle my nose Wherever it goes oh, AI is insane, isn't it, guys? And this is just the beginning This is just the beginning Yes! Like, kind of slaps. Oh. Yeah, I'm willing like to bet he does this in his next show. <laughs> yes, agreed. Like, come on, if this goes even further, like, what be- are we gonna get? This is are we gonna beginning. get full albums of AI artists performing songs by other like real artists? Well, see, here's the thing: is that you have to then like they are going to have to rewrite parody laws because like you could do impressions of people. Nope, like as but as parody and get away with it right? yes. easily. But you can't take somebody's voice oh, and make it know, seem man. like they're singing a song by somebody else. Yeah. Will you count me in? That part gets me. <laughs> I've been a leg for yeah, a I don't know, man. Look, like, what do you do? Like, there's so many legal issues with all of this. Like, like they're now, like the AI, it's starting to now get like inflection and proper tone, yeah. right? They're not far. No, they're not far. There you go. That's AI Drake singing "Bubbly" by Kobe Calais. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. People get so unnecessarily angry about anything. It's so wild. I was on Twitter over the weekend and an ad popped up, right? Mm-hmm. For these little solar lights that you attach to the sides of like outdoor stairs or like a garden bed or whatever, right? You just mm-hmm. screw them in. Tiny little things, little square things that have a lip on the top of it that you can just stick on something, right? Beautiful. And I'm like, oh, cool, right? These look all right. And the price was right. And I wasn't going to buy them or anything, but I was just curious mm. as to how people felt about these little lights. I didn't know the company. I didn't know anything. Sure. And there was a ton of comments underneath it. And I, like most people, I love reviews for things, yeah. right? I base a lot of what I buy on... Never leave a review, but read all of them. Thank you. <laughs> I've never once left a review for I something, know. right? Stupid. Who am I going to leave a review, right? But, but I rely so heavily on them. So much time reading reviews. Right, right. That's me, bro. If I sat there and I get the messages from Amazon all the time, would you care to leave a review? Uh. And I reply, what am I, a simp? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'm not leaving a review. I got that kind of time. No, you know busy I come on. I got to read other reviews. So I'm, I'm looking at these little lights, right? Uh-huh. And I'm like, they're kind of cool and they're cheap and who knows? And then I go looking at the uh, the comments, the, the replies to this ad yeah. for these tiny little solar lights that you stick on the sides of stairs and into your gardens. And I grabbed a bunch of them because I was just so amazed that these things, these tiny little lights would offend people so much. Okay, I'm going to go through a, a bunch of the comments, okay, yes. in, the, in, the, in the thread. Okay. LOL. This is so dumb. Okay, please stop lighting up every space. Darkness is good and your eyes adjust. (laughs) Install them in a garbage can, somebody else wrote. Great, more light pollution. (laughs) Okay, my favorite is ridiculous idea. Putting lights outside in the dark. Ridiculous idea. I thought we had an energy crisis. Solar lights. (laughs) Stupid. Okay, this product is offensive. Why? Somebody else wrote, nature needs light and darkness. Please don't confuse insects unnecessarily. Somebody else wrote, 
my favorite. Don't install any solar light if you don't need them absolutely and help the night insects to survive. The ones who need darkness to reproduce and prosper. Somebody goes on to say, nowhere is where I would install them. We need to encourage dark skies for nocturnal animals to thrive. Tiny little solar lights. I'm not even joking. But they're for stairs. Somebody else wrote Chinese trash. Oh my God. God. What? Okay. (laughs) This one. The whole world is in climate crisis, but they want us to buy this plastic crap. Climate change is a hoax. (laughs) They're solar lights. My absolute favorite of all of them. Tiny, tiny, tiny little solar lights. Okay. Okay? My favorite comment. Great. Now you can't see the stars. <laughs> Light pollution. So how okay. many did you buy? I, I didn't now. I would have felt terrible. <laughs> you read all the reviews. Right? I read, I read all the reviews and I was all just like... poor nocturnal animals. But never have I read reviews for something where I would feel not like I was making a mistake purchasing the product. But when I read the reviews for this and the reaction to these, had I purchased them, I feel that I would have felt like a bad person. Right. For buying them. Right. Because that's what Twitter does, right? They take anything and then that you might enjoy and then they make you feel like a bad person for enjoying it. I didn't realize people would care that much. They care that much about everything. Wow. Right? Where I was just like, man, I really, I really don't want to hurt myself in the dark. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Meanwhile, yeah. you're ruining the earth. Yeah. And now I'm Googling how to put your own cast on yeah. <laughs> because you fell down the stairs, right? The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Over the weekend, a song went viral featuring Drake and The Weeknd. Although it's not a real collaboration, as it is AI generated. It's another. Wasn't there? An, wasn't there a thing last week? Yes. So if you remember, there was a Drake AI of him singing, quote unquote, singing "Bubbly" by Colby Calais. Yeah. Will you count me in? <laughs> It's been a late for a while now You got me feeling like a child now Cause every time I see a bubbly face I get the tingles a silly pace Starts in my toes and I think my so nose crazy, man. Is wild. So there's another one now The guy who created it goes by Ghostwriter And posted the song like on all of his or her channels, Mm -hmm. including Spotify, which is at now close to 300,000 streams since it was released. And you can get it on Apple Music, on Ghostwriter's official album channel. So who gets paid for this? I guess it would have to go to this person, Ghostwriter, if anyone decides to buy it. Is this a cover? It's not a cover. The song is called Heart of My Sleeve, and it's all AI lyrics, Drake and The Weeknd. And it's basically... <laughs> just listen to this, okay? Yeah, yeah, just listen, yeah. just listen. Yeah.
the way, this is not really Drake singing this song. No. This is all AI generated. And then The Weeknd comes in with his verse. Like, come on, man. <laughs> I mean, it's not much of a song. It's very much in the vein of what Drake and The Weeknd do anyway, right? With some of their tracks. Yeah. But it sounds like... Because when you start getting into the world of where singers put so much effect on their voice... It's very easy to AI because they already sound sort of not human. Sure. With certain right? songs, With yeah. certain songs. Like, it's, it's, you would expect it. Like, it doesn't seem unusual when you hear somebody sort of sound a little robotic or a little less organic. Yeah. Right? And so it's completely plausible. But if, if, so AI wrote the lyrics, like nobody wrote the lyrics for this? Well, that I don't know. I, the way I understand it is that when you come up with these AI tracks like you actually have to write the lyrics and say hey make unless there are different variations i just don't know but why not go into chat gpt and say hey create lyrics for a song that would sound great with both drake and the weekend yeah. and way. they yeah. may have yeah. done it that could have been could have been so colby calais uh, responded what did she say she posted it to her tiktok and mouthed along to drake singing it saying this is really cool what a trip well because she makes money off it of course she but does. who makes money off this well like, it would that's have to the be the guy thing. or girl whoever the producer is that put this together this ghostwriter person who's got a spotify channel apple music channel so any of the streams are gonna go but how does he not get his ass sued off oh i'm sure it'll happen i'm sure all these people doing ai generated songs like there was one that i heard but, on the weekend of um on top of this drake and the weekend song somebody took biggie and tupac and gave them the oh, yeah. lyrics to paris by jay-z and kanye but but is it illegal though well, i was like, just gonna I say what are you what suing for is. it's not I, really them i don't know what the law is i'm sure the law is gonna change because something like this because fans were going nuts like even people who knew that this was an ai generated song were like loving it of course. and streaming it like crazy being like yo this is my favorite like we haven't had a weekend and drake collaboration in forever this will do like if somebody wants to make a ton of money like seriously a ton of money why not do a Drake Christmas album? Bro, don't put that out in the universe. Right? Oh, and, and, and drop it and drop it, you know, American Thanksgiving. Someone may actually right? see like if you want it. Like if you want to never work again, yeah. ever, drop a Drake Christmas album. All right, I'll do it. <laughs> like <laughs> like seriously. Uh, but that's a song that people were that's freaking crazy, out over. crazy, man. Over the weekend, Drake and the weekend AI version of a song called Heart of My Sleeve. Where they're singing about Selena Gomez? Yeah, I know. The weekend's ex? Yes. Like, like it's crazy. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Hey, did you see this Anthony Bass tweet from the Jays? No, what happened? So, oh man, this blew up. How did so, I not see this? So it's a picture of his two kids sitting on seats on an airplane. Okay. From the side that his wife took. And sent to him. And he tweeted, 
The flight attendant on United just made my 22-week pregnant wife traveling with a five-year-old and a two-year-old get on her hands and knees to pick up the popcorn mess my youngsters made. Are you kidding me? And then underneath them on the floor is all sorts of just like popcorn everywhere. So I guess the flight was landing. The flight attendants walked by, saw the giant mess, told the mom, you're going to have to clean this up. Mm. Right? And then everybody was immediately divided. So the top comment is, genuinely curious who should clean up the mess your two-year-old made. As a parent of three kids, I am the one responsible for them. And then Anthony replied, the cleaning crew they hire. (laughs) And it divided people. It really, really did. And... United then wound up getting in on this saying, hey, Anthony, we're certainly understanding and concerned and we'd like to look into this. Uh, When you have a moment, please DM your wife's confirmation number along with blah, blah, blah. And then his own updates because people were just going in on him Mm -hmm. was uh, one last comment about today's incident. United provided the popcorn, not my wife. So I guess that's an important detail. And then he says, thank you to everyone for your support. United Airlines is taking care of the matter with the flight attendant internally. Oh, see, I feel two ways about it. Like, don't be making so much of a mess, right? I get it. But at the same time, she's a mom traveling with two youngsters. She's solo on that trip. Like, I'm not going to expect her necessarily to like i'm not going to go in on her you know what i mean but at the same time if kids are making a mess like clean it up i I really do believe that i really do i think that if your kids whether they're five and two and i know it's a long flight and flying Uh with kids is terrible even if they gave them the popcorn everything i think that if your kids make a mess you clean up the mess even if you don't get all of it no right you you have to at least attempt to clean up Mm -hmm. the mess and maybe even just say to the flight attendant hey tried my best here Right. Yeah. Can I even Kid. if you, even if you just say, "Hey, can I get a bag to clean up the popcorn?" Yeah. I'm gonna at, at which point the flight attendant might say, "At that point, yeah, you know what? Don't worry about it. We got it. Mm-hmm. Right. You got a lot going on here, Shem. What would be the difference if this happened in, let's say, a movie theater or like a sporting place where your kids make a mess, and like, would your would your opinion change on that? Because uh, that's I, tough. I, I mean, that, I, I get that it's a plane, so mm-hmm. the expectation for mess is probably not. As much, but still, what happens if it's in a movie theater? Yeah, I think that those those situations are slightly different, though. Um, well, I mean, if if I had a kid who was about to leave their garbage on the floor and get up and walk out of the theater, that there's not that's not happening. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Like Always you, take you, your garbage you, with you. You pick it up and you throw it in the, in the trash. Like you do as, your best. As someone who used to clean movie theaters, yes. like I know that they're always a disaster. But the difference, I think, to this point is that on an airplane, there isn't a cleaning staff on the flight. It's the flight attendants who provide the food for you to eat. It's not their job to clean. In a movie theater, the staff go in there specifically to clean with a broom after each but, screening. But F, as soon as every flight lands, cleaning staff go in and they clean the plane. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. For every, every, single, for every, every single flight. Like, I don't get on flights where there's popcorn on the floor. No, and, but right? they clean, they take the trash bag when they go around and pick up the trash that you put in the See, trash bag. They go around and just put like it in a, the bag It's just yourself. like a movie theater. There are people who are paid to clean the plane. Yes, but I think the difference is is that the flight staff go up and down the aisles with a big garbage bag. But they're for you not to put the, the one. But in. they're not the ones who would be cleaning this. No, it's when, no, it's when no. the plane lands. Yeah, the, cleaning the flight staff, staff comes don't in. do it. Yeah. Again, I have mixed feelings because she, again, traveling solo, two know, young man. kids, and she's pregnant. Right? I get it. I get I'm not it. Gonna, 
I'm not going to go in on a pregnant woman for not getting on her hands and knees and cleaning up. And I need to know exactly what was said, because that's the that's the part of this. Mm. You know, like, did they come by and were they real snarky about it? Like pointing to the ground, being like, take care of this lady or saying a little too loudly where it's going to embarrass her. Yeah. 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 I don't. I don't know, but like That's it's, it's a it's a big mess though. <laughs> like it really. Uh, somebody just uh, texted. It, uh, here's what they texted. I used to be a flight attendant, and even if there was a huge mess made by kids, I would never ask them to clean it. It yeah. is what it is. Yeah, yeah, I know it's tough. It's really like uh, it, like did she not try? Like was she being snarky? Like how does it? Well, how, go ahead. Shep. Yeah, I, I kind of think this would be different if she wasn't pregnant. Do you know what I mean, right? Like if this, yeah. if, if she wasn't pregnant, I think yeah. the outrage would probably be a little bit different, right? Yeah. But I think the problem is, is like, would he should, should he have taken it to Twitter? Well, that's what people yeah. do. That's what people do. That. Everybody people does do, that, right? right? Yeah. When you got a problem with a company, like you just, you take it to Twitter and you got it, you know, you got a big loud, you got a big loud voice, right? That's so just what's what the they result do. now? Like the, I don't the know. flight they, attendant's they, gonna get I a, don't know, man. Speaking to? Yeah, well, it's it's it was even worded like I don't even know how they told him because sometimes when like a celebrity kicks up a big stink, like some companies just go above and beyond, right? And so what he said, what Anthony Bass said, was thank you everyone for the support, first of all, mixed. Uh, United Airlines is taking care of matters with the flight attendant internally. Hmm. So like whatever that means. Like, is somebody going to get fired for this? I hope not. Uh, let me read one more text Yeah, that just came in. As a former flight attendant, there isn't a cleaning crew after every flight. Mm-hmm. Often it's every four flights if it's a short haul. So uh, it is the flight attendants to clean up that mess. Yeah, so somebody does clean it, whether it's a cleaning crew or the flight attendants. They clean up the plane. Yeah. Right? Every now and then when you get on a plane, yeah, that's why I never put my hand in that front pocket, man. Oh, there's always a Kleenex in uh, there. Things yeah. get left behind. It's a little surprise. That's where the devil lives. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. I'm Joanne. Joanne, and, what's uh, going on? I listen to you every morning on my way to work. I love it. It's actually one of the bright spots in my drive. Um, I love you and Roz, uh, uh, Roz and Mocha and Shem and anybody else that appears on your show. But um, I just wanted to weigh in a little bit on, on the popcorn dilemma. You know, the other angle about, you know, traveling with kids, going to restaurants and things like that. I mean, when I, my, my kids are in their 20s and 30s now, but I'm a, I'm a parent coach. And very often I'll say to the parents, what about the responsibility of the children? You know, they, even as little, I, I work with three-year-olds, four-year-olds, five-year-olds. They're very helpful. They, you can say to them, listen, guys, you got to clean up some popcorn here. We, we made a mess. It's, it's our responsibility to clean it up. And you do your best, and I agree with everybody that's saying, you know, you do your best and then you move on. But um, to think that everybody should just be running around cleaning up after your kids, I think, you know, that's unhelpful for everybody. <laughs> and unhelpful for the children because they don't get the keen, resp- you know, idea of responsibility as far as their part in things. Um, yeah. So that's how we, you know, when at school, when, when kids, you know, yeah, the paint all over the place and we just say okay we got a job let's let's get it done and and we get them to do most of the work and we help them and and uh they get the idea that oh okay when i make a mess i have to clean up maybe i don't want to make so much of a mess yeah (laughs) i I think the the one piece of information that's missing um is was there an attempt made right like did the mom did the mom say to the kids 
clean up some of this popcorn or did the, the, the mom say anything to any of the flight attendants? Hey, yeah. you know, I apologize for the big mess that was made. Um, let me try to help clean it up or something like that's the, yeah. the, the, the one bit that we don't know. Right. Which don't I'm, know, I'm, I'm guessing by the tone of the tweet, the answer to that is no. Yeah. Right. Like, it, yeah. Yeah. It so. sounds to me like um, the it's a baseball player. Is it a baseball yeah, player? It is. Yeah. Baseball player. Yeah. So I think maybe there's a little bit of entitlement there and they're thinking, how dare somebody ask my, you know, my wife to, to tidy up after my children on a flight that there's apparently cleaning crews like it doesn't matter whether there's cleaning crews or whether there's you know you have to i think if we we walk around just uh expecting everybody to clean up our messes whether that be actual or you know like literally or 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 sort of not literally um you know that's a problem for everybody in society so i'm just I, i you know i just i work with a lot of parents and and i and i see a lot of things when i go out to restaurants and things like that and i think oh my god like, I, I, mm-hmm. I, there's this idea that kids can just run around and be crazy. Well, let's not even talk yeah. about how much of a, a of a mess he and his teammates leave that dugout at the end of every game. Oh, yeah. That, some, go, that somebody's got to clean up, right? Spit, sunflower spits, seeds. Oh, shells. like all right? of it. All of it. <laughs> like, hey, just, just a disaster. Uh, you are right? wonderful. Thank you very much for listening, and thank you for calling into the show today. Well, thanks a lot for answering my call in. And, uh, I, I, like I said, I love you guys. Oh, we so love you right a, back. Have a great day. You, you too. Bye bye. Okay, bye bye. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Let me play this for you, please. Uh, this girl named Katya Joanna. Okay. Posted this on Instagram. I need you all to go on Google or Google Maps and type in Drake's house. It shows his address right away. This was a discovery I made. But that's not even the point. The reviews. Please go read the reviews. reviews? I promise you will f- have a good laugh and you will thank me for it. You're welcome. So people are leaving <laughs> Wait reviews. A second. Hold on now. For Drake's house. Come on. His mansion in Toronto. But don't you think I'm not going to Google Maury's condo right after I Google Drake's house? By the way, Drake calls his house the embassy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That. Of course. So can I read to you some of the reviews that people have uh, have written? Oh, my God. There are a ton, and they oh reference a lot of my some of the God. troll job reviews reference a couple of Drake. Okay, tracks, please okay? go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the bedding was nicely tucked with <laughs> mitered corners. <laughs> All of the light bulbs worked, even the small ones lining staircases and such. And the duck confit was superb. Love that they offer valet, but the price was weird. It was, quote, the square root of 69. $8 something? I couldn't figure it out, so I just parked the car myself. Sorry about the grass. <laughs> Referencing the Drake line yes. from Rihanna, what's my name? The square root of 69 is a sum, right? Because I've been trying to work it out. Uh... Another review says, the place was very crowded. Drake had 200 girls in his house. <laughs> <laughs> I did like it when he shared some. Shared me some. Overall, okay, but the breakfast was just... Passion fruit. <laughs> Referencing Drake's song, Passion Fruit. Again, when you Google Drake's house and click on reviews, the trolls are all out. Oh, it's so crazy. Uh, another reference to a Drake song. Terrible service. I asked 21 to do something for me and he spat on my face. Literally, the worst interior as well. Three out of ten. Would not recommend. 
Oh, damn. Referencing the Drake and 21 Savage song, Rich Flex, where the beginning, it goes... 21, can you do something for me? Can you hit a little Rich Flex for me? So a lot of reviews are, I asked Drake to do something for me, or I asked 21 Savage to do something for me. So with that latest one that I read to you, terrible service, I asked 21 to do something for me, and he spat on my face. Literally the worst interior as well. Three out of ten would not recommend. Damn. Somebody, I don't know who, but someone is going in and responding. Like as the owner? As the owner. Come yes. On. So to that one, someone said, I'm sorry you had this experience. As a company, we strive for excellence, and this is against the way we want our customers to be treated. <laughs> we will sort this out with 21 right away. <laughs> Uh, Another person wrote, um, was absolutely fun staying there. Drake beat me one-on-one in basketball, but I wasn't playing serious, and he knows it. (laughs) Another another person simply wrote, Wi-Fi sucked, (laughs) with a response from the owner. Thank you for letting us know. We will fix, fix this as one of our top priorities. Could you please let me know what area of the home you were in when you experienced this problem? Uh, again, these are uh, reviews that people That's are leaving. See though that the, the, when you the, Google Drake's house, that the address is right there. Oh, I got in trouble for parking out front once. Yeah, it's crazy though. But like, I understand like everybody knows where Drake's house is, but to just Google Drake's house and then the address comes up. Postal uh, code and everything. Oh my God, we should mail a letter. Finally, somebody wrote, I'm in a bad mood today. Drake invited the three of us to visit, but he's still not at home. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Hello, Roz and Mocha. What up, what up? So I heard y'all talking about Drake's house. So I happen to drive by like every single day on Lawrence going over towards like Bayview and stuff. So like, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, it's Drake's house. So one day I was killing some time parked close to his house coincidentally by a couple pylons. So I guess it looked like I was maybe a contractor or something. So I'm sitting there in my truck right down the street from his house. And in the corner of my eye, someone taps on the hood. And I look up. It's not Drake, but it's guess who? Gordon Lightfoot asking if, you know, asking me if I'm doing work around the around the area. <laughs> oh yeah, I, yeah. The guy. I gotta say, Gordon Lightfoot. Like this guy. I guess on his off time, he wears his pants like Steve Urkel. And he's old, man. He's in. old. He's old. I know. I know. Uh, I know. He is. My mom's upset. That my mom's upset that he's canceled his uh, Canada U.S. tour because of his health. But I thought it was cool. Like, this, he just taps. Like he uses key. I'm like, first of all, let me mark it on my truck, man. But, but hey, did you're you Gordon just Lightfoot. call the Razamoka show to have a conversation about Gordon Lightfoot? <laughs> well, yeah. well, Hold on. Well, no, I'm interested in this. I'm interested. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So he had the audacity to tap the the car hood with his keys. Yeah. And then I rolled the window down before I recognized who he was. He's like, so you doing some work in the neighborhood? And first, I'm like, well, first of all, like, easy, bud. Like, you just don't mark your my, my my car with your keys. But I'm like, dude, you're going lightfoot. He's like, yeah, you know, just uh, just going for a walk. I was like, okay, cool. But uh, you know, but he asked. He thought I was working in the neighborhood. So, so I what'd you say? I said I wasn't. I was killing time. Oh. Mocha, yeah. you would you could run into Gordon Lightfoot and you yeah. would never even know, right? No. Like you would you would no. you could have this the same experience and you would not come out of it with a cool Gordon Lightfoot story. No, I could not tell you if Gordon Lightfoot is a uh, is an artist like prior to you saying he canceled his concert? Yeah, I couldn't. Uh, I wouldn't have been able to tell you if he was a singer, if he was a right. member of a band, right. if he was an author. 
if you didn't he... hear a Gordon Lightfoot before Mocha? No, Mocha's, never Mocha's never heard of Gordon like, Lightfoot. No, I've bro. heard the name, but I just but don't, you don't know. know what he's famous for. No, like an actor. I don't know. Right. Yeah, no, man. He put he put a he puts a really on the map, man. Yeah, he puts a really on the map, man. Yo, big old don't, really, don't you know this? <laughs> Yo, but your truck's okay, right? Right. My truck's okay. I, I'm gonna go double check. If I have a mark on it, like I know where he lives. He lives directly, pretty much across the street from Drake's house. So yeah. uh, I will knock on his door and be like, "Hey, bud, it's gonna cost me like seventy bucks." Man, cool neighbor, so, huh? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. In this story, I don't know who has the cooler neighbor. I don't know if Gordon Lightfoot has the cooler neighbor in Drake, or Drake has the cooler neighbor in Gordon Lightfoot. I never really listened to him, like growing up. But like after meeting him and googling him, I, obviously I knew who. He was there's yeah. a really cool youtube video of bob dylan accepting an award uh on behalf of gordon lightfoot and gordon lightfoot storms on stage and give me my damn award give me my damn award right so, he's sort of cool he looks like a little bit like a bond villain right absolutely yeah you got that. Yeah. yeah like a sexy yeah. bond villain <laughs> he sort of looks like now when i saw him he looks like um uh, the guy who played kill bill looks like he looks like the actor oh, david kill carradine yeah, yeah, a little like, like David Carradine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The aged, the aged version. So. Yeah, And you yeah. know the song, If You Could Read My Mind? Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, they redid that too, didn't they? they Stars on 54. I don't know what song mm-hmm. that is. Hold if on, you yeah. could read oh, yeah. my mind. Yeah, they're like Chris oh, Shepard. Okay. Yeah, Chris Shepard did that. I did. Bro, did you are bringing up so many references that nobody has any idea what you're talking about. How old are you? A thousand? Jesus. No, how, man, how old are you? You're 40. You're 40. Here, turn my computer for one second, Mocha. Let's enjoy some uh, Gordon Lightfoot here. I'm looking. I, I, I can't wait. Stop talking. Okay. <laughs> yes, sir. Bro. If you could read my mind, love. You know this song, right? It sounds familiar. I know the dance version. Yeah. I didn't know it was a cover, though. Right. Everything's a cover. Was that was that was that a Love Inc. cover? Bro, you gotta stop with the references if nobody understands. Chris Shepard, dude, shut up. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you again. Jesus. I say something and you say something else right afterwards, I swear to God, man. <laughs> okay, that's it. <laughs> Brother, thank you so <laughs> much for calling in. Right, you are the best. Later. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. I was reading the story of this woman in Massachusetts. Uh-oh. Who's a waitress and tried her luck with the lottery <laughs> using her tip money. And she played a set of numbers on Kino. Numbers came up, 100 grand. Whew. Decides to try her luck three weeks later using the exact same numbers, playing Kino once again. Numbers come up. The same? 100 grand. The same? Exact same numbers come up. Three weeks later, she wins 100 grand again. That's rude. Her son decides to try his luck also playing Kino using his mom's numbers a hundred grand winner excuse me three lottery plays from two people in the same household using the exact same numbers each time winning a hundred thousand dollars and the FBI showed up how many hours later oh zero <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine, though? No. I don't know. God, that is like, 
you would be on such a high. Like, I think that if I played three numbers on something like Kino and one, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think even like you win a hundred grand, like you're not retiring. You're like, you're paying off some bills and you're, sure. you're, you're out of, you're out of the woods, mm-hmm. right? Maybe go on a vacation, go on a vacation. Yeah. Like help out some people, but you're still living your life at that point. Mm-hmm. But I think that I would be on such a high from winning a hundred grand on Kino that I don't know if I would have the foresight to play again. That, that, like, like to just like, like, I think I would miss it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and then, and then to play again with the same numbers. Like, I don't think, I think that I would just be so happy that I wouldn't go back to the well with the same numbers again. Like, it's such a weird thing. She did it. Got the money. Her son did it. Got the money. Uh, That's 300 grand. That's the last time I was maybe hopeful, but so convinced. Actually, not convinced. It was just hopeful that I was going to win the lottery. And I played a lot of money. (laughs) Yeah. Two weeks ago when one of the jackpot, I played three different lotteries where the jackpot payouts were on different days, right? Yeah. So it was like the Friday night jackpot was like 60 mil. And then the Monday night jackpot, I think was 20. Right. And then I played one where it was like, it was like cash for life, thousand bucks a day. Yeah. Right. And I always get encore because I always feel like encore is going to help push you over the, over the edge. How many encores do you do? Uh, Encore, I did one play. I did five encore. The next play I did... The Monday night, so Friday night one, I did five. The Sunday night one, I did five. And then the daily, I think I did three. Oh, damn. Maybe. Yeah. Damn. And not like, I think I got, I won like a free play. Yeah. Not a lot of people know that you could do more than one encore. Yeah. No, you can do as many as you want, can't yeah. you? No, well, no, no, there's a limit. Or yeah, 10, maybe 10 yeah, is yeah. the limit, right? Because here's the thing is that when I only noticed... Good point, Maury. I only noticed that you can load up on Encore when I started buying lotto tickets on the app. Because oh, when you're in the store, yeah. when you go to the store and you say, hey, can I get like, you know, whatever quick picks? And they say, do you want Encore? And I, you say, yes. They, they just, just give do you, one. They just give you one, yeah. Nobody but ever, on the app, nobody, it's so easy. Yeah, nobody ever says, how many Encores do you want? It's <sighs> oh, The question is only, do you want Encore? You can do 10. And I only learned this year that you can do more than one. Yeah, yeah. I only learned, yeah, the exact, exact same thing. Because no, even in the commercials, right, it was always like, do you want Encore? Because yeah. I, so I just assumed that it was once. Yeah. Give me Encore on that That's, Encore. You can spend a lot of money when you start stacking oh. Encore onto a ticket. Bro. I depleted my, I played the lotto like, I don't know, two weeks ago or something like that. Um, and I depleted my, um, my wallet on the, on the app, app fast. Yeah. You have to do the, uh, the update on the app because now you can just charge your card. You don't have to load up your wallet. Oh, you don't. No, you can just and, do and debit they, or and card. They only let you load up. Like, and then you, they're, they're, I get the message being See? like, you have to wait 24 hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. I'm like, come on. Yeah. You don't know me. And then when you sign up, it says like, are you, um, not not drunk. Are you no? Uh, are you drunk? Yeah. No. <laughs> no it's, yeah. Like it if you're eligible, or, or like if you're like sane or something like that. Uh, yes. To, to play. It yes. says, "Are you sane?" Yes. Are you sane and sober? <laughs> no. No. Yes. Something like that. I, I believe it is. I believe <laughs> that's the right. exact terminology. Yo, shout out to OLG. Yeah. Hold on. I love yeah. the app. I love the app. Yeah. I, I like going. I have to go into the store to do it. I want people yeah. to watch me play. Yeah. If you, uh, if you, um, I believe when you go to check out, they say, uh, if you buy this ticket, will it prevent your child from going to summer camp? <laughs> right. They're really monitoring your spending. Like they're really involved. You know. I <sighs> wish I appreciate. Right. I really I'm do. I'm already logged in, so I can't. Oh, hold on here. 
Oh, I am eligible and fit to play. That's yes, what it says. and fit to play. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I went to check out. It said, did you buy groceries? Yeah. <laughs> first. Buy yeah. groceries first. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. That, uh, remember that video of Rain Wilson where he was on a plane? Oh, yeah. So Rain Wilson from The Office, Dwight Schrute, <clears throat> beat Farmers Unite. So there's Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he was on a flight in first class and he had a COVID mask on, mm. right? And he was sitting there and he was filming himself. And then he turned the camera sideways and the guy who was sitting beside him in the seat was sitting there just watching The Office, like episodes of The Office over and over and over again while he was eating. And he had no idea that he was sitting beside Dwight Schrute as he was watching The Office. And this story blew up. Mm -hmm. And you and I had talked about it where you thought maybe he knew the guy. And I just found it very suspect. Right, right, right. Um, So because it blew up, uh, Rain Wilson had to post a video sort of giving people the update on whether the guy actually wound up recognizing him mm-hmm. during the flight. Like, how did this end? Like, what's the end of the story, right? So here's Rain Wilson. Hey, everybody. Uh, how cool that that video the other day went viral of me sitting on the airplane uh, with the guy watching The Office next to me. Um Slow news day? It's like front page news, CNN. Very weird. Anyway, um, everyone keeps asking me, did the guy ever recognize you? And yes. So after five hours of watching The Office, I finally nudged him. I was like, oh, it seems like you like that show. And I was slowly taking my mask off. Oh. He's like, yeah, I really like it a lot. I was like, oh, I heard it was not so good. And he's like, well, it starts really slow. The first season is kind of questionable. And, and I was slowly taking my mask off. And I was like, oh, not so good, huh? The first season. He's like, yeah, but once you get into it and get to know the characters. And I was like, yeah, but that first season kind of sucks. It's really bad. That's too bad. That bad that the first season sucks. And then he recognized me and his head exploded. And we had a nice laugh. So happy ending. So the guy really was a stranger. Yeah, he really was a stranger. But but the crazy thing is, is that office fans are so protective of the office. So Rain Wilson talks about how it was slow news day and how did this thing go so viral and how did it make so much news, everything else. And so he posts this video, right? Being like, yeah, you know, the guy talked to me and then I was slowly playing the whole thing. When you go into Rain Wilson's comments on that video, uh-huh. it is it is 100% people just going in on this poor stranger oh no. because they're defending season one of The Office. Well, listen, I'm, I would be with all those defenders as well. Yeah. Standing there being like, did you not watch and enjoy Diversity Day? <laughs> Bro, it's crazy. Even episode one? It's crazy. The pilot? Now, like, come on. Now it's become a debate about defending whether the first season of The Office was the weakest season. <laughs> That's what this whole thing no, has become. it wasn't. No, I agree with you. Yeah. I think like season seven. Seven was the weakest. Right? Yeah. Seven That's was the, the last, spoiler alert, I guess. That's the last non-Michael Scott so yeah. this last Michael Scott season. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. That's yeah. the weakest. Yeah, and because in season two, it was so different because Michael Scott got that glow up, right? Oh, big time. Because he, he came back and his hair was so different mm-hmm. and he lost weight because in between season one and season two is when he went and did the 40-year-old virgin. 
<laughs> so so, so he became a movie star. Yeah. Right. And then he came back and he wasn't. Um, and it helped propel the show. And it helped propel the show. Exactly. Yeah. But he wasn't sort of frumpy like um like uh like he was in the first season. I'm I got to go watch season. Diversity Day. I know. One. <laughs> Classic. One of the best. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Roz and Mocha's hell of a story. Yo, Savannah, how are you? It's Roz and Mocha. Hey, Roz and Mocha. I'm so happy to talk to you guys. Uh, welcome to Roz and Mocha's hell of a story, Savannah. Um, where and when does your hell of a story take place? My hell of a story is my entire career because I work with alligators and crocodiles. Pretty much gigantic ones, some of the biggest in the world. What do you mean you work with alligators and crocodiles? So I do conservation first and foremost, but I also do enrichment, which means I think of games for alligators and crocodiles to play that keeps them (laughs) entertained and fun. And then I also do a lot of training with them. Uh, Real quick, Savannah, where, where do you live? Where are you from? Florida, of course. Of course. Of course. Okay, so you've built your life around playing games with alligators and crocodiles. Well, it's kind of games, but it keeps their mind sharp. Like, I'm constantly thinking of activities to help them do something fun. What is life like for you as a sort of woman crocodile playmate? Well, I definitely don't get a lot of dates. No? Uh, no. What, 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 guys don't want to date you because you're a crocodile handler? I think because they're afraid I'm going to die or get eaten or limbs ripped off or something like that. Because that's what most people think about when they think about alligators and crocodiles. Can you tell us like one game that maybe you play <laughs> uh, with these crocodiles? So one game we play at Gatorland is called Don't Get Bit. And what we do is... <laughs> And what we do is, is we go into like a habitat, but we'll go from three different directions with a big group of crocodiles and alligators. And then the goal of the game is to get them to chase you because that's like a natural behavior they're trying to, we're trying to duplicate, right? So we like throw pieces of meat at each other and get them to run at different ones of us so that we can run back and forth and then they get to do a little hunting. And nobody wants to date you, huh? I'm telling you right now, I'm looking at a picture of you right now and uh, don't do not take this the wrong way because I think you're adorable. OK, I think that you look just like Florida. Okay, if you could picture Florida, but as a woman who 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 handles crocodiles for a living, that is exactly Savannah. Like you sort of look like Anna Nicole Smith, right? Um, yeah, but I think a little bit better. Always smiling, like every picture I'm looking at, you always got a giant smile on your face. That's because I'm always happy, and I and if I had to pick a boyfriend that was a state, Florida would be that 100. Okay. Florida. Okay, yeah. good. So so you're having a hard time dating because people think that you're going to die, right? Yes, pretty much. Yes. And is it because do you do you also think that maybe it's because that you are able to handle? incredibly dangerous things and maybe that might be intimidating to men i do think it's intimidating definitely so there's two sides of it really like like i think the men are men or whoever i might want to date they're kind of like whoa either you know she's crazy or whoa she's gonna die one day but then the internet like the entire internet because i have a big social media 
Like, they're continuously hoping that I die, and it makes me so sad. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 But here's the, th- here's the question then. Have you almost died? Oh, yeah. Oh. I mean, it's the nature of the business, right? Okay, like, so, yo, Savannah, tell us that story. Yeah, what, how, have you almost, how have you almost died? Give us, a, like, one example here. So, last year I was in Australia, and we were doing some crocodile surveying. That's where you go out and count how many crocodiles are there. And I don't know if the crocodiles in Australia just weren't familiar with me or my big hat, but I was in a teeny little boat and we're going through the water and all of a sudden, like a 17 foot crocodile, like I see it, see me from a distance and it turns its head and it comes over to the boat and it tries to jump into the boat. So I have to lay in the bottom of the boat. And when I say boat, I'm talking about like a little John boat. And so I'm in the bottom of the boat and I can see the crocodile's head swish over the top of it and the boat's rocking back and forth. And so I'm down there and I'm screaming and I'm screaming. And then again, he comes from the other side and tries to tip the boat the other way. Things like that, like, have happened more than one time. Oh, my God. Jeez. Have any of your crocodiles ever almost killed you? So every now and then at Gatorland, which is like the Disneyland of alligators and crocodiles, Uh sometimes people come to the park and they're trying to take a picture and they get scared and they lose their phone. Mm -hmm. So I was in a little boat and we were underneath a deck trying to retrieve this lady's phone and I was about to get out of the boat and then one of the biggest Nile crocodiles we have in the park, his name is Lyle the Nile Crocodile, his (laughs) head pops up right eye to eye with my head and so again, that's a moment where you start screaming as loud as you can, like screaming, screaming, screaming and I think my screaming scared him because he didn't expect us to be there to begin with so they got scared and then he swung around and then his tail hit the boat and then we were rocking in the boat underneath the deck in the pitch black dark terrifying but we did retrieve the phone and it was for a lady that lives in Russia Damn. Um, and before we let you go, um, you you described a game earlier called Don't Get Bit, which... That's the favorite game. That's the favorite game. <laughs> has, has, has anybody ever lost? No, not yet. Not yet! <laughs> the, the, rules, the rules are if, if somebody ever does get bit, then we have to think of a new game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it, yeah it's, called, it's called Find the Foot. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Wow, uh, Savannah. Savannah Bone, uh, thank you so much. And that was uh, one hell of a story. And are, are you fine? Like, are your DMs open? If, if somebody looks you up right now and then they want to slide into your oh, DMs, yeah, yeah. are you cool with that? Oh, absolutely. Just don't send me any um, weird photos. Like, restrain yourself in that regard. Okay. okay. Well, if, if anyone wants to go check out your account right now, do you want to shout out what your at is? At Savannah Bone. And so you guys can flood it. Flood it from uh, Canada. I've never been to Canada, but I'm coming one day. I'm telling. Hold on, wait a second. Shem, our executive producer, is a, is looking you up right now. Wait till the reaction on Shem's face. You are so Shem's type, Savannah. Wait for it. <laughs> Shem's about to send you a plane ticket real Shem, quick. Shem's making some low noises, like he's communicating with gators right now. Is what he's doing. <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us on Hell of a Story today. Oh, thanks for having me. Love you guys so much. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Weekend number one of Coachella went down. And a late edition on Friday had Blink 182 hit the stage. Oh, yeah? Fans for the, for the first time in like forever. Forever. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. 
end. It's not amazing, right? Yeah. The crowd is totally into it. Uh, and of course, another fan favorite, super popular from Blink-182. I love it when artists or bands play and you know that the crowd knows the words. Yeah, so yeah, you just yeah. mute yourself and let the crowd do their thing. Oh, I don't like when they do that. No? No. Oh, I, I love it. Oftentimes, oftentimes singers do it when they can't do what they used to do. Mm, right? Sure. I always thought it was just for the enjoyment. Like, let the crowd yeah, like, do sure. their thing. Yes, there's that too. Right? For sure. For sure. But uh, a lot of the... Uh, oftentimes when, the, when a singer in like a rock band throws his mic to the audience for the high parts... Yeah, you know what I mean. It's because they uh, they can't do it anymore. I really hope they get things figured out for this coming weekend because Bad Bunny had a bad experience on stage. Why? What happened? Just mic problems. Oh, the entire really? his entire set even brought out Post Malone at one point. Crowd went nuts. Post Malone grabs the guitar and then like nothing's happening. And it's just like the crowd just standing around. Those tickets are expensive for Coachella, too. Oh, bro, thousands. Ridiculous. And then, like, nobody could hear anything. I actually felt really bad. Yeah. So did they perform at all? Yeah. I mean, they, they, they did, did right? but it wasn't to the level that you would expect from somebody of Bad Bunny's kind of status in right. music right now, right? Right, right And Post right, Malone, right. he just released a new song. And he's just like really good live. And then, Bad... <laughs> and then Bad Bunny just starts talking to the crowd. Um, Metro Boomin, who is a producer and has got an album out, and he's worked with like a ton of folks, right? Yeah. Um, had Diddy come out right when he was about to play the song Creepin'. And then Diddy brings out The Weeknd. Don't show So crowd starts singing, and then the weekend steps out on stage and starts singing his part. Uh, Billie Eilish performed as well. Calvin Harris performed. Uh, Frank Ocean had he closed out night one or weekend one, I guess. So if you see Frank Ocean still trending right now on Twitter, it's just like all of his performance. You can basically see Frank Ocean's entire performance on Twitter right now. Yeah. yeah. Do we know which performance Shawn Mendes and Camila Cabello were watching when they were making out? I know. Uh, I, I saw that they, oh, the story. dancing too? But I didn't, I don't know who they were making out to. Mm, interesting. Now, do you think it's just like they're just feeling the Coachella oh, vibes? Uh, yeah, I or, think that. They, yeah, I think they ran into each other and were like, but they was like out, like they were like out in the open making out too. Yeah, yeah, oh. they don't care. Yeah. No, but it was like, it was like when uh, Harry Styles was making out with uh, 
what's her name against the, the Emily Ratajkowski yeah, against the minivan in Japan. No, but they like, were trying to hide, weren't they? Up, no, they were just in a parking lot. But at Coachella, like Sean Mendez, they're what, surrounded by thousands. I know. And doesn't isn't does he have a girlfriend who's like fifty two? Yeah, the chiropractor. The chiropractor. <laughs> she's gonna she's gonna break Camila's back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Have you started watching The Night Agent on Netflix yet? Seen it. The whole thing? Yep. All 10 episodes? Yep. Yeah, man. Loved it. One of those shows where um, I just saw it, like, on my, on the homepage as, like, one of the top 10. Yeah. And then moving, like, every couple of days, moving up the ranking, moving up the ranking. Yeah, it's really enjoyable. It's one of those shows that when the way that it starts... Yeah is such a, it evolves so much that by the time you get to the end it's it's like a completely different story like it's so deep they did a really really good job it's renewed for uh, there's gonna be a second season is there i hope so because it's already it was, been renewed. yeah it was really good uh the plot reads this the night agent is a 10 episode thriller series that follows a low-level fbi agent who works nights in the basement of the white house Manning a phone line for undercover spies that never rings. Yeah. But one day it does, setting into motion a chain of events that uncovers a conspiracy that reaches all the way to the Oval Office. Have you ever heard of Night Action? It's a top secret investigative program within the FBI. So you want me to be a night agent? God, no. I want you to answer the phone for them. It rarely rings. Yes, go ahead. There's intruders. What do I do? It's going to be all right. I'm on my way. Damn, yeah, this is a trailer. It's very good. good. Yeah, it's, it's really, it's really great. Uh, David Morey uh, had a chance to talk to the star of The Night Agent. His name is uh, Gabriel Basso. Is that how you pronounce it? That's right. As a fellow beard guy myself, I just put, <laughs> uh, like pulled food out of it. I... Oh, by the way, yeah. the, the, the way the interview starts, it's very weird. Okay. As most David Morey interviews yes, go. Yes, yes, okay? yes, yes, yes. As they should. Um, information that I don't believe uh, needed to be given out. So Gabriel has a beard now because he does not have one in the show. No, but he, right. listen, listen. Okay. As a fellow beard guy myself, I just put, uh, like pulled food out of it. I apologize. I read that <laughs> you almost didn't get this part because you had a beard. What was the story? Um, well, I was on another job. And so I had a beard and then, so for continuity, I couldn't shave it for an audition. Um, so I sent in the tape. And I think there was just so many tapes coming in that Sean just sort of like was going off his first response and just skipped over mine because I had a beard. Oh. And then I think it was like a month or two later and they still hadn't found their guy. And so I reached out or my team reached out and was like, he can do a self-tape clean shaven now if you want to see it. So, uh, yeah. Then then from there, I, I read with Luciani and got the part. <laughs> do you remember when they were filming... Or they had to refilm some scenes for Snyder Cut of Justice League. Yeah. When, and they needed Henry Cavill to come back. Yeah. But he was filming, I think, Man from Uncle, and he had like a mustache. <laughs> yeah. And they had to CGI his entire mustache. <laughs> I know. Off. And they gave him the weirdest upper lip oh my ever. God. Yeah. So, yeah. But I guess you couldn't do that with this show. No. It's CGI no. out <laughs> a full beard if they really wanted this guy, right? Uh, David Mori talking to uh, Gabriel Basso from The Night Agent, which is on Netflix. You know what? I always wonder how people bond on sets, how co-stars bond on sets. And I heard that maybe this was a bonding experience, but you 
I don't want to say forced, but you encouraged your co-star to go bungee jumping with you. What's the Compelled story? Compelled her. <laughs> Compelled, yes. No, thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I called her on my drive up from Idaho where I was living at the time. And I was like, you want to go bungee jumping tomorrow? There's a great spot in Whistler. And uh, um, she was like, no. And so I asked her again and she said, yes. <laughs> but I was going to go regardless and I think it was a bonding opportunity just because with that adrenaline spike and that um, trauma, you know, aspect of it, I think you bond pretty quickly. <laughs> trauma. Okay. First thing she said to you after she was, I guess, unstrapped from the bungee was what? An expletive for sure. I can't remember which one, but it was a combination of a bunch of them. But, but you guys are like best friends now, right? Uh, I mean, we went through a lot. Of <laughs> well, yeah. uh, there's, there's not a lot of experiences like this show that, you know, uh, happen to people and, uh, you bond in a very unique way. So he only asked her once she yeah. said no. And then he was like, how about it? And then she was like, okay. <laughs> um, you know, who's, uh, there's an actress by the name of Hong Chow who plays the, uh, president's chief of staff who is like, uh, she's such a killer character. Really? Like, amazing. Crushes every scene. Uh, that is Gabrielle Basso from the new show on Netflix called The Night Agent. All 10 episodes are out for season one. And as Dan Mori pointed out, season two has been renewed. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Hello, good morning. Hey, it's Roz and Mocha. Hey, what's up, Mocha? Yo, what's going on, bro? I'm doing good. What's up? Uh, what's your name? Fabrice. Fabrice, I want to welcome you to the Raza Mocha universe, to the show. Uh, Fabrice texts it in, brand new to Kiss and brand new to Raza Mocha. How long has it been? Um, It's, uh, I must say, about three months. Oh, so how did you discover the Raza Mocha show? We've been on the radio almost 14 years now. (laughs) Um, Just listening, I was was usually um, listening to 98.1 and I was like... uh, this is boring. Never heard of him. So I just scroll in and, and I was like, wait, this guy sounds quite fun. Uh-huh. And I was hooked ever since. Wow. Damn. And how long had you been listening to the other station for? Um, Over a year. Cool, man. Uh, so what is it that you like about the Ron Zamoka show? Uh, just the camaraderie, the way that you guys, like it's, it feels as if you, you guys are on TV. So I think you guys maybe should consider having a, a TV show. Um, it's just really it's flowing it's, it's not hard to listen to it's very easy and it's just like really really good listening the podcast is on fire but it's just really really nice so, oh nice well thank you so I was just gonna ask if you've uh, discovered the podcast as well because we got you know almost 600 episodes now of the podcast yeah. I, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on podcast 101 oh okay are you listening in order or are you kind of like bouncing around um, listen in order okay okay so in uh, the podcast world right now, based on what you listened to last, what are we talking about? <laughs> um, the last one, I, th- well, I, 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 I think I skipped one by accident. So I listened to um, the book um, that you're listening to right now, but talking about the whole history is how you were into <clears throat> getting to writing, the struggles, the ups and downs and so forth, and the, the whole family struggles. So, yeah. Love it, Fabrice. Uh, we just wanted to reach out just to say uh, thank you. Welcome to the Raza Mocha Show. Thank you for making the switch. Uh, you have our number. Feel free to text us anytime. All Love the time. it. Yeah. Because you're three months in, you've heard us ask other people on the phone. You've heard on the podcast between Raza Mocha, who is your favorite? Uh, do, I have to, do I have to choose? Yep. Yeah. 
Uh, it's good at you guys. But? But I have to go with Mocha. Oh. Hey! Cool. I shouldn't have pressed. <laughs> I should have just left I should have just left it. <laughs> uh, Fabrice, we look forward to talking to you again, man. Thank you so much. Definitely, man. Thank you. See you, brother. Bye-bye. I got to start Bye. being nicer to people say, who say they can't decide. Because <laughs> it rarely works out in my favor when, 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 I, when, I, when I push. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. There's a video going around right now of this guy on a Southwest airline freaking out. Over what? A crying and screaming baby. Wait a second. Like his baby? Not his baby. A baby that's on the flight. The flight hasn't even taken off. The flight is still grounded in Florida. And this baby has been screaming for 45 minutes. And this guy on the plane just cannot take it anymore <laughs> and starts going nuts and to, to, passengers are recording. He's yelling and then the flight attendants, the staff come up to try to calm him down and speak to him. Like he's angry because there's a crying baby? He's angry that the baby has been screaming for 45 minutes and the baby won't stop. <laughs> So what he said there is if that child was a black baby, this S wouldn't be happening. And you hear the flight. It's kind of hard to hear. I'll play a little bit of the rest. But uh, the flight staff are trying to calm him down. Other passengers are trying to calm him down and be like, sir, you need to chill. Mm -hmm. So he's then starts yelling at not only the flight staff, but the other passengers still sitting in a seat. I know you're not going there. You're not going there. We are in a tin can with a baby in a damn echo chamber, and you want to talk to me about being okay? Okay, because you're yelling. So is the baby. Did that play extra to you? Okay, you and shut up. I don't give a. You were you were sitting there. What's that baby so the southwest flight didn't take off this is in florida yeah they then have to make everybody get off the plane that's what happens when somebody won't leave and then this gentleman is escorted off by security and then walked away with the police Secure airport security and the police. Um, I'm watching the video now because that guy's wife is sitting beside him too. Yeah, and in she's, the, in saying, the plane, she's saying she's nothing. One, well, she was nothing. one of the people the, close to the beginning. She was like, just not. It's not audible, but you could see her <laughs> mouth. She's like, just stop. That's just my stop. my favorite part of all of this. When people freak out, is like he's yelling and they're like don't yell and he's like what the baby can yell but i can't yell and they're like don't yell and he's like make the baby stop yelling 
The only question at that point that you can ask somebody like this who's freaking out over a baby crying when they say shut that baby up is how, Mm -hmm. you know? And then that's when you're really going to find out what kind of person they are. Yeah. Right? Like, what's he going to say? How does he answer that question? When you say, how would you like me to shut the baby up, sir? Right? How? He won't what have kind of father is he going to be one day? <laughs> one day, he probably is a father. You never by by the looks of his sweater, he's got kids. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely a dad sweater. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Kirsten, what's going on? It's Roz and Mocha. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Good. Welcome back to the show. Super fan. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> what's going on? Um, so my coworker and I are wanting to start a podcast about tattooing and the industry. And uh, we want to include like other like fun things. I was just wondering if you guys have any advice on like what makes like a podcast successful and like how to get it to take off. What podcast do you find entertaining? Well, this one. Any others? Honestly, like this is really kind of the only podcast I've been listening to. Like um, I listen to Two Bears One Cave, but mainly this one. What's Two Bears One Cave? It's a comedy. It's a comedy show. Oh, okay, well. okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. okay. You mentioned, so, tattooing in the industry, but what are the other fun things that you thought of? Well, so what we were thinking is, like, especially the way you guys do, like, games and um, just, like, the way, like, to interact with, like, people, like, doing, like, polls and stuff like that and, like, Mm -hmm. questions or just, like, fun games as well. Yeah, I would say, I would say when you're starting out, because you don't have, like, a huge name, you know what I mean? Like, nobody's going to go looking for your podcast. They're going to go looking, they're going to find your podcast because they're they're either interested in something else or they go looking specifically. So I think that when you're starting out, you have to be really, really specific with your podcast, right? So if your podcast is about tattooing, most of what you guys talk about has to revolve around the world of tattooing, not Mm. necessarily like, you know, the nerd stuff, like sitting around and every story has to be about this one time you were tattooing somebody, but just like the sort of world of, you know, tattooing and you can go online and find out, you know, what people are talking about, whether it's like a botched tattoo or the pain process or, you know, like products that you see advertised online that actually don't work, like all of this stuff, but you can have fun doing it, you know? I'm sure it's like the conversations that you guys are already having in the shop or uh, you and your your coworker outside of work hours. It's probably the same thing. You just want to start recording it and putting it out there. Yeah. Yeah, we just want to make sure, like, it's stuff that people are, like, entertained by and, like, will, like, laugh at and stuff as well. Have you listened to any other, like, or done your research to see if there are any other uh, tattooing podcasts out there? Yeah, Yeah. so there's a couple, and what we've noticed is a lot of them are kind of, like, very bland. It's just people just kind of sitting there and just talking and it's very kind of like monotone and Mm -hmm. it's about the industry and stuff, but it's, I don't know, it's, I guess we just want it to be more fun and more engaging than what we've seen. Why don't you just start like recording stuff? The two of you. And it doesn't even have to be like full episodes, quote unquote episodes, because they could be as long or as short as you want, but just start recording your conversations and see what that sounds like. And then maybe start piecing them together as episodes. Yeah. And like what we were also wondering too is, um, is it important to have like a, like captivating like intro to it? Do you think? 
Uh, it doesn't. It does. You don't have to. But listen, go, go, just go through and listen to what other successful podcasts do when they start their show. Ours is really over the top. I actually don't even know what a lot of other podcasts do when they that are comedy based when they when they start their show out. But, but tattooing is very visual, right? So you have to work on just telling great stories because that's what's going to you know keep people. Um, wanting to wanting to listen, like would I sit around and listen to you know two women you know talking about tattoo ink and like a fun probably not. But if we know anything from like Barstool and like all these other incredibly successful shows, is that podcasts where women sit around just like talking crap about stuff are very successful. Like I may not listen to a detailed podcast about tattooing, but I would listen to a podcast about the first time you tattooed a penis. Yeah, yeah. Me and her are good at talking crap to each other too. So. You know, you know what I mean. Like I would, I would, I would be interested in that. That would be episode uh, one. I, I would be, and not that I want a tattoo there. Oh, but, some but, good stories. But oh, yeah. I, but I would be, but 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 it's not just necessarily the story, right? Like because you are the tattoo artist, you have to come at it from that point of view, right? Like then you can get technical with it. Then you can talk about the conversation you have, and is it different when you're tattooing an arm, you know, on a guy or like his wiener, right? Like like how do you navigate <laughs> how do you navigate that world like to me that's interesting like i would listen to that okay okay yeah there you go yeah, episode that's... one that'll be the only episode roz listens to you know what else i would listen to i would listen to and not that you want to advertise this but if maybe you could bring on other tattoo artists who don't give their name but i'm always very very curious as to what goes through your mind when you're in the middle of doing a tattoo and you realize oh man that was a mistake you know, oh, and then, oh, and, then yeah. you, and then you got to fix yeah. it, and they may never know, but mm. you know no. at the time, or you just right? continue. Like, do you get the, do you, like, do you get mm. the hot sweats? Like, what goes through your what goes through your mind oh, when yeah. you're when you're doing something permanent on somebody's body and you screw it up? Look at that, Ross just gave you ideas for episodes one and two. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, it happens way more than you think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, See, I so imagine those it are the does. Stories. Yeah. And like, you know, uh, what I would say is some of those podcasts that you listen to already, some of those other tattooing podcasts, like if they don't have the stuff that you're interested in that you would like to to hear other people talk about, then you and your coworker talk about that kind of stuff. And to Ross's okay. point, invite guests, have other people ask the questions that you need answered or that you think that people would want answered as well, right? Yeah. Yeah, and keep it short. Don't think you got to talk for like two hours. Okay, yeah. keep keep when you're yeah. when you're just starting out. Keep it short. Yeah, and yeah, con- okay. and cons- and consistent when you guys upload. That's another big one. Okay, awesome. Okay. Yeah, can, there I, you go. can I possibly uh, plug the name of it? Sure. Uh, Elements of Ink. Elements of Ink, and where do, where do yeah. people download that? There's an Instagram page right now. We're going to start making content this week. Oh, okay, cool. Okay. There Elements you go. of Ink. Love it. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. You got it, Thanks. love. Thanks. Take care. Have a good day. Yeah, you too. Bye. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. Hello, Carol. Welcome to the Roz and Mocha Show. What's going on? So I had a question about people getting their hair done. Okay. Okay. So I want to roughly know what do women or even men pay for the haircut? So I have a family member who is a hairstylist, so I don't have to pay for hair. Mm-hmm. But sometimes if that person retires, I kind of want to know because of COVID and everything going crazy, like and like groceries going up, has hair dramatically went up in price because I know someone who just got their hair done and they paid a ridiculous amount of money to get their hair done 
and it looks okay. It's a process because dyeing hair, going from a dark color to a light color mm-hmm. is going to be a process. So I want to know what people are paying for that. Are you just talking like a cut or are you talking like a full? No, like a dye job. Oh, like this person, damn. Yeah, like this person got a full head of highlights, which is medium length. Mm-hmm. A dye, a, a color to the full head, mm-hmm. uh, cut stuff, and she paid a lot of money. Like what's what's a lot? You got to give us a, a number. Seven hundred. Seven hundred. Oh bucks. my god! Uh, never have I ever paid that much. But we can open this up to the Razamoka fans listening. Right. The women out there, if you want to text in at nine two five triple five and and give us that number, what's what do you most? pay? What's, or the, what's most? the most? You can always call us too at four one six eight seven zero eighty eight eighty eight. Um, I'm curious. That this, this is this is actually really great. I'm curious if we can find the person who is paid the most for a haircut. I know I have um, messaged my cousin because she also likes to do hair too. Yeah, and she gave me the amount of what would cost, which yeah. was like roughly one fifty. She would charge this person okay. for that stuff to be done. And this person paid seven hundred dollars, and my cousin was saying that someone she knows. May have paid a thousand. Come on, how much do you pay for a haircut, Mocha? Thirty bucks. Thirty bucks. Uh-huh. Yeah. See, and my mother-in-law was complaining yesterday of paying thirty dollars for a haircut. Wow, Maury, when you used to get streaks, frosted <laughs> tips, <laughs> right? What did that? What did you used to pay back in the day? Because that was what the nineties. Yeah, no, I remember spending upwards of like eighty-five, ninety dollars for my hair. What? Now when I go, so this is interesting. So I go to the the guy that does my beard. Yeah, I don't pay for a full haircut. I only get like around the ears in the back. Okay. Um, and I spend forty-five dollars just for around the ears in the back. Jeez, you spent forty-five wow. on an ear trim? On an ear trim Damn. in the back of my hair. That's a lot of hair on your ears, Damn. man. Damn. Hey, Shem, how much you pay for your haircut? Uh, I pay forty five dollars, okay. and, yeah. so and, I, and is, I get lined up every day. This every is week, not. Uh, this is every not, week. Every week, yeah. Wow, dang. So this is not like in the wheelhouse of what the answers that we're looking for. Um, so again, nine two five triple five or four one six eight seven zero eighty eight eighty eight. Ladies, what's the deal with the hair? Also, also, dudes, because I know there's jabronis out there uh-huh. that are paying in the hundreds to get a haircut. What? Guaranteed. Okay, fellas, guaranteed. Give us the number. I know a I know a mom that just paid fifty bucks for her son's haircut. How old's the boy? It's, uh, I think he's five. <sighs> fifty dollars for a five year old. Yeah, yeah, but that's all. That's probably no, like a no, fade no. and like a design in the back. No. I know my nana pays like ninety because she Your nana because she gets it dyed. Yeah, you get the yeah, wash. No, hey Carol. Okay. Hey Carol. Yeah. We're gonna take some calls. Okay. Okay. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. So uh, Carol called in and asked about hair. And haircuts and how much you pay. Because she had never paid for a haircut because her sister just did her hair, right? Yeah. Wasn't that the deal? Yeah. And, like, for us at least, like, our, like, for guys, is nothing. I imagine, though, there are options for guys to pay tons, though. Like, it just depends on where you go. Like, you could go easily to a place that's going to charge you hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Um, It's all the treatments and everything else. Uh, so Carol wanted to know, and we wanted to know, so we put it out there. It's nine two five triple five. What's the most? Who's got the biggest number as far as what they paid for a haircut? 
Uh, the most I've paid, reads one text, is uh, $250, and we did two different treatments. That seems normal to me. Uh, oh, my God. I'm trying to keep up with all these texts. It's crazy. Um, like, what's that number? Between uh, This got to be from a guy. This is between 80 and 100 for wash, cut, and style? Yeah, that's very much, yeah. Uh, I pay 120 Oh, no, my hair is done by a family member. Okay, that's a deal, though. Yeah, that's a You still pay a family member $120? Uh, I pay about $300 for a haircut and dye that took about three hours. After all that work, I ended up with a Karen haircut. <laughs> <laughs> Someone Come quoted me now. $700 to style my hair for my wedding. I told her I don't have a budget, but you're... Uh, Oh, you're way over my budget. Uh, two fifty is another one here. Three hundred dollars is another one here. Seven hundred dollars is another one here. Uh, Three hundred and sixty dollars is another one here. Four one six eight seven zero eighty eight eighty eight. What's your number? Hi, Ross. Hi, Mocha. Jennifer from Bradford. How are you? Good. How are you, Jennifer? I'm great. I'm. I'm definitely need to tune into this because I have extremely long hair. My hair reaches the bottom of my buttocks okay oh, damn. and i have been going to a, a hair salon it's long it's curly it's black i get my hair dyed all the time uh-huh. i have four young boys that are sitting behind me i'm at school drop off so i'm gonna let you guys in real quick i have never paid over 300 dollars to get my hair cut colored damn. styled and blow dried well, ever are, are you a sister wife <laughs> no, I'm not. No, okay. definitely not. I have I have four boys under the age of seven. Okay. Uh, somebody just texted. Uh, her name is Mila, by the way, and she said cost for hair seven hundred and fifty dollars. What? That's yeah, insane. That's uh, insane. Seven hundred is more than what my wife paid to get her hair done for our wedding. Is another oh, text that came Absolutely. in. Uh, somebody else said three to five hundred dollars, depending on your hair length. Jesus! Wow. Thank you so much for sharing. Have a good day. Thank you. You guys too. Bye-bye. Hi, Razamoka. How much? I pay $410 for low lights. Low lights. Explain how that process works and how long you're there for. Well, I was there at the salon for, I'd say, about three and a half hours. Mm-hmm. Um, so I recently went from dark to light and, yeah, it was 400 bucks. And how often are you doing that? I would say about every 12 weeks. Sometimes I'm bad and I go about 16 weeks. Oh, wow. Jeez, that's a lot of money. Yeah, but it's worth it for hair. <laughs> <laughs> Love you. Thank you so much for calling in. Thank you. Take Bye. care. Bye-bye. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. I'm going to read some more texts and get to your phone calls in a second. Uh, Roz and Mocha superfan Carol called in and wanted to know how much people pay for haircuts, specifically women, because Carol gets a deal. Because it's just a family member that does her hair. And you actually, when you remove yourself from that world for so, like, I'm shocked right now because the the, the same woman, uh, this woman named uh, Catherine has been cutting my hair for I, almost over 20 years now. Mm-hmm. And I just paid the same amount, like, forever, right? Yeah. Like, in, and even when I was at ET Canada and doing all the TV stuff, like, I never, ever went to anybody else. Yeah. I just always uh, went to her and the price loyal. has pretty much been the same, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we get along. She's really great, super loyal. I am. And uh, so when you take yourself out of the world, you don't see everything changing around you. And when people start calling us saying that they're paying like $400 for haircuts, like it's mind blowing to me. Somebody just texted a 925 Over $1,000 is what I spent what? in September of 2020. What? For mm-hmm. what? For their her? It's so funny to pay that much to leave something behind. Yeah. 
Somebody drives uh, like two hours out of town to get their hair did because it's cheaper. Another person Jesus. said uh, $450, $150, bucks, $120, $820, $325. Like in and around the four four fifty seems to be a very common number coming to us. Yeah. Uh, 416-870-8888. What's your number? Uh, $450. Okay. And four hours of my day. Four oh hours my. of your four day. To, okay, so that's four, about four typical hours, yeah. based on what we're seeing that on text is- right now. That's crazy okay. to me. Well, it's true. When you go from dark to light, it it's uh, it is a process, and it takes a long time. So, do you do that on the weekend, or you got to take a day off work for that? I take a day off work, but I only do that maybe like once or twice. Wait a, a second. Year. You take like a holiday day, or you call in sick? Uh, well, no, I like tell them in advance, saying I'm not coming in because I'm getting my hair done. But what does that mean? Like you take a holiday day? Uh, or you just don't go so. to work. I just don't go to work. Oh, and they, they don't know. they don't knock you for it. No. Who the where the hell do you work that you can say I can't come in tomorrow because I gotta get my hair done? I'm I'm pretty fortunate, I have to say. It okay. sounds like it. <laughs> <laughs> Damn girl. Thank you so much, Michelle. Have a great day. You too, thanks. Carol, are Carol, are you there? Yes. All right, Carol's the one that sparked wow. this conversation. What do you think after hearing these prices? That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like thank you. I didn't pay for prom. I've never paid for an okay, entire. Stop, listen, stop yeah, flexing for people who are saying this, but like seven hundred bucks and a thousand bucks on their hair. I know it's crazy. And I had my wedding last year. My anniversary, first wedding anniversary, is wow. this Sunday. Oh, congratulations! Happy early Thank anniversary. Thank you. Thank you. And I had my family member do my hair and everybody in the wedding party. Wow. I guess so, it's, it's like anything else, though, where you have a family member. You know, like if, if your uncle's a carpenter, you know, yeah. over, over, the, over the course of your life, you're going to save a ton of money. Sure. Carpenters mm-hmm. are expensive. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Yeah. If you got a sister who's a hairdresser, over the course of your life, you're going to save a lot of money. Um, so, Carol, mm-hmm. you, know, you know the hair industry because of the people that uh, in your family who do hair. Yeah. Explain what a, because I'm seeing this word pop up a lot on text where people are saying, that they spend anywhere from seven hundred to upwards of a thousand dollars. What's a bea bailage? B a l a y a g. What is it? I balayage. I think oh, it's balayage. what it's called. Yeah. What is that? Do you know what that is? I personally don't know because I don't really pay attention to that. And uh. the person that does the family member that does the hair is more like an older generation i guess of hairstylists is not like she would know yes but me i don't know i'm sorry damn somebody just texted and said they spent 1200 bucks on extensions yeah, yeah i believe that is a French but I've, I've also gotten extensions in say dominican when i went away on vacation i spent six hours of the day mm-hmm. in the salon and it was only 80 dollars american oh, damn what's a balayage maury it's a french word that means to sweep in this hair color technique highlights are hand painted or swept on the surface oh, so it, of it, random it, selections of hair it's like you can sweep in when you're doing highlights and it's almost like you're painting it on Okay, it says uh, lighter. Okay, yeah, that's what everyone else is saying here. Uh, All right, cool. Well, thank you, Carol, for sparking the conversation. Thank you very much, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you, everyone, for all your texts and for calling in. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.